This is The Michael Wall Show. Michael is a speaker, author, and founder and CEO of several companies. His passion is to help families live on purpose and live with purpose. And now, here's Michael Wall. Welcome into the Michael Wall Show. We're going to have a great show today. We got a great guest lined up. You're going to love the conversation and uh, watch how this NFL player put his passion to purpose. But before we get into that, I want to take uh, just a quick moment and thank you, those of you that are dialing in each and every week and each and every show, a consistent listenership. We appreciate you. Hey, if you have not shared your thoughts and comments, on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast, we would love to hear them. We'd love your we'd love your rating. Uh, you know, if you love the show, give us a five star rating and give us your give us your comment. Hey, love this, like to hear more about that, etc. Um, and we greatly appreciate that. And as always, we have to t- kind of take a quick minute and, and sh- give a shout out to our sponsors of the show, which are Wall Companies, in particular Wall Private Wealth, Wall Wealth Management, and Wall Lehman all designed to help families protect, grow, reduce taxes on their wealth and help uh, businesses become more efficient. That's the Wall Lehman brand with business uh, uh, coaching. You can go to leanonthewall.com to learn more about those companies uh, that we have there on the other side. So let's jump into the show. We got a great guest. His name is Jamie Dukes. Jamie, if you don't know, uh, actually was in the pros, the NFL, for 10 years. He played for the Falcons, Green Bay, Packers, uh, Cardinals, and um, he also actually did some commentating for NFL Network for some time as well. And what's really interesting about his story is he is now uh, focused on helping rid the world of the whole opioid crisis. So he's using his stage for positive. Jamie, I know you started out and you uh, played football for yep. 365 years. Well, something like that. I played 10 <laughs> years in the National Football League, eight with the Atlanta Falcons. Didn't yep. win a lot there. Uh, had a great opportunity to go. Got a to nice Greenville. stadium now. Yeah, but I didn't play in that. Yeah. I played in the old Fulton <laughs> County Stadium okay. where it was just dirt and the baseball player, right. players were there. And so you had the clay. And so you had to wash out of the jock strap all mm, the very clay. Very nice. Very nice. A little yeah. visual for the show. I yeah, apologize. Yeah, no, about it's important. That. Yeah. You and then one in Arizona. Keep it yeah. fresh. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I should be in the Hall of Fame, by the way. Right. That I'm not because. I was the guy that retired Jerry Glanville and Buddy Ryan from the NFL. No other player mm-hmm. can say they ridded the National Football League of maybe two of their bigger menaces at the time. <laughs> but uh, that quite still had not the Hall of Fame committee still hadn't quite got it. The jury's still out on that uh, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You might have to send some flowers or something. That would be helpful. That would be helpful. <laughs> so tell me this. Yes. How, how did you get into football? Well, I'm a basketball player in the body. Okay. Inside. But, you know, as I got older, I didn't see any six foot, 280 pound point guards <laughs> in the NBA. So right. it was like, Dukes, maybe you ought to focus on that little football thing that you're doing so you can get a scholarship, get an education, so on and so forth. Attended Florida State University. That's my alma mater. Uh, and so from there, I went to Atlanta. Okay. So just one thing led to another, led yeah. to another, and here yeah. you are. Yes. You know, but you know how it is. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that. You know, that matriculation down, you don't know where the Lord's going to lead mm-hmm. you, but you're just trying to follow that path and you're trying not to screw up mm-hmm. along the way of you trying to follow that path. So as you're done with the league and you're kind of trying to find your purpose, you're doing some media, you're, you're commentating, you're sharing in a lot of different venues. And now you're moving into the place. And I know we met uh, because of this whole opioid crisis is mm-hmm. a big, 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 big problem. And you guys are in a place where you're saying, I kind of want to I kind of want to move to another position where we're really. Um, doing some real good in the world, mm-hmm. um, not just in the community, not just in the neighborhood, but in the world. This is a serious problem. 
uh, that you've moved to. What are some things that kind of opened you up to open your eyes up to the reality of, of why this has become such a big issue? Well, it, it, it kind of starts with so one thing, and it's just like you. Okay, so incredibly successful entrepreneur, but what your mission is people mm. helping mm-hmm. people, uh, and and you serve. And so you're rewarded, not that you ask for, but your, I believe, reward that you received as many others is because you've been focused not on the making money part of it, but how you could help others change their life in the area where you were called to be of right. service. Yep. That's in financial. Mm-hmm. We got called in from the standpoint of we were looking at working with health. Um, to put up your Dukes Foundation is a foundation we established in 2008 or nine. been around for a long time. We did a lot of community things. One of my board of directors members, a gentleman by the name of Dr. Jared Huey. Uh, long story short, uh, he's an anesthesiologist by trade, developed, and we're looking at getting into treating depression in his business. And mentioned anecdotally, as we were just having dinner, there were some people that were dealing with severe depression that were concussed due to car accidents. Uh, and so that's really what kind of got my attention mm. uh, where this started was in the area of concussion. But as you can imagine, it's a very dicey thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as a former NFL player, the NFL, very concerned about the concussions, but very scared to do, afraid to do anything about it because, mm-hmm. and you know, we talk about too big to fail. Mm-hmm. You hear that all the time. The NFL is too big to move mm. because they have to be right before they make a final mm-hmm. decision. And they'll take all the grief, Tom Brady, mm-hmm. uh, Ray Rice, they'll take all the grief before they try to make an official move. So long story short hmm. was that is kind of how this path started. And then we realized in the development of other developing formulations that we were sitting here over in the corner hmm. with the solution. And I'm saying the prevention solution to the opioid epidemic, 117 people are dying every single day hmm. on the fiscal side of things. How about this? The CDC put out last year that in 2016, the U.S. economy, opioids cost the U.S. economy $500 billion. Wow. Just the epidemic, because it's jobs lost. How many kids mm-hmm. who had a little problem, an injury, a situation, and all of a sudden, they could not go back to work because they, they went through their Marat, but mm-hmm. their history is here. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a tr- tremendous impact of this epidemic on our economy. Do you feel like there was anything of this kind of stature, or nature, or size, so to speak, that we're facing today? In professional sports, and particularly the NFL, uh, where I come from, the main issue is obesity in the National Football League because mm. in realities are people want to talk about concussion and certainly those are serious and CTE and all those you know things that come from that. But the reality is the linemen mm-hmm. were dying. Mm. And so our foundation lobbied to bring bariatric solutions to the NFL. But where we stand now and think about this, concussion has been talked about, concussion is being worked on, but the realities are there's still issues with concussion, mm-hmm. but these professional sports league, and I'm going to say more of the NFL and probably maybe hockey from that standpoint, there still isn't an issue with opioids Mm. that nobody wants to talk about. Mm -hmm. And it's not that, just think about it, by nature of what these people do, every day they are in pain, they are requiring Mm -hmm. to be prescribed something. Mm Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is there are so many innocent people and and many of these people are innocent car accident, some type of crises, and to deal with the pain from that crises, they were prescribed an opiate, mm-hmm. and they unfortunately were getting hooked. They're really looking for a solution. Absolutely, they don't want to. They don't want to get hooked on something. Yes, they're not going out trying to find a drug. Yes. they're just saying I want. To, I want fixed. Yes, right. Yeah, well, because you break an arm, you need pain management. Right. I mean, there's just that's just standard. And unfortunately, because mm-hmm. see, I'm not an opioid basher. 
and 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 I, I need people to hear that there is a place for opioids. Mm-hmm. The problem is that the people were prescribed it. Probably seventy percent of the people did not need it. They but they did need something stronger than a Tylenol. Mm-hmm. I'm not one to bash the opioid manufacturers. I'm not getting into what practices are and pills and all. What I do know on the merits of an opiate is that it was strong enough to provide the pain satiety that people need. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, we found ourselves in an epidemic situation. Right. And so what do we do with any epidemic? We mm-hmm. look for solutions. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we have mm-hmm. is the prevention solution for the opioid epidemic. So, so tell us a little bit about mm-hmm. Pro-IV. If a person was hurt in any kind of situation, if they were given our treatment in lieu of a, an opiate, there is a 0.0% chance they're going to get hooked on an opiate. And so the key part of that is, is it. what we do with everything else, it's about prevention. Mm-hmm. So this without question is the solution that's here, that's been around for a couple of years, but the facts are it is here, it is mm-hmm. covered by all the major carriers, that is a prevention solution. Micronutrients, trace minerals, excuse me, vitamins. Mm-hmm. So you always wonder, well, why am I taking vitamins? Now this science is showing <laughs> why we're taking it. But we're also merging low-dose synthetic drugs in microscopic dosages, merging them all together, drip fusion, merging them all together to yield us a non-opioid, non-steroid, non-addictive, and 97% all-natural treatment for opioid problems or pain. Mm, wow. So this is this is revolutionary in a lot of ways. And there's really nothing like this that's on the marketplace. No. Mm-hmm. This is the only solution of its kind that is ready for the marketplace. And, and, and so I will tell you that the treatment is administered via IV. Mm-hmm. So it is, is it a treatment that is administered intravenously? And the beauty of that is, is that think about it. In 19 seconds, we've gone through your whole body. Mm-hmm. And so that's what allows us to put minimum impact on the body. Mm-hmm. Better way of saying it is whatever the pain thing might be, we would eliminate the last 30 seconds of any of that commercial you see that we laugh and snicker about Mm -hmm. because this is an all-natural treatment with the exception of the low-dose synthetic that we put in there at a microscopic Well, and and that is a big problem. People don't know what they want because they don't know what's available. Yes, sir. Right? And at the end of the day, sometimes when people understand what is available, and by the way, the the pharmaceuticals have done a good job of letting consumers know what's available. They've done a great job of that. But it may not, that availability may not be what's appropriate for them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's caused all the backlash in a lot of ways from people saying, I'm tired of this, I'm tired of that, let's go all organic or let's not or whatever. And so Mm -hmm. it's finding that balance. And I think that's what you're saying you guys have worked out. As far as the opportunity for people to use this, this is is available now nationwide, isn't it? It is available nationwide and we are rolling it out. So we're talking to physicians Mm -hmm. all across the country and working with different distribution points from that perspective, but we're also taking a very interesting approach. Uh, The approach being that we have the traditional, which we talk about physicians offices, but you know, my passion is veterans and seniors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, through the foundation, we've done a lot of, you know, we've created an exercise program for seniors. We've been doing for 10 years in the city of Atlanta. I've, that is my passion. And so being able to offer veterans these treatments in veteran centers, and I'm not talking about the VAs, I'm talking about in various veteran gatherings at churches, YMCAs, looking at working with the community because this is such a big problem. Mm-hmm. We can take our medicine, if you would, on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very safe therapy. Uh, and so the key here is how we can find ways to get this into the community. So there'll be churches, YMCAs, community centers, HUD facilities, country clubs, mm-hmm. because people at country clubs also have pain. And, right. and the point of this thing is pain affects 
everybody. Mm -hmm. Republican, Democrat, independent, mm -hmm. black, white, Hispanic, mm -hmm. Native American. I mean, you go down the list. Pain is just pain. Mm -hmm. Addiction is just addiction. And our goal and our charge is to do our part. And we're excited to be partnering with you because mm -hmm. the other little part of this thing has to do with what we're doing with our, our partners and our, that are our athletes. Mm -hmm. These guys, you know, the Dion's, the Bretts, the Ray Lewis's, uh, you know, the Dale Davis's, all of these guys are, are and gals that we're bringing on are part of this mission. And so they will be in the community and as revenue goes that we're going to be engaging them to work in the community and therefore that's going to create streams of revenue for mm -hmm. them that also would need to be managed by somebody who's got a nice little program that make people's lives go a lot better with some discipline fiscally mm -hmm. and that's the reason why we're having these conversations with you privately. It's a, it's a beautiful thing and and you know one of the things that we see is uh, anytime there is a need solutions arise. You want to make sure that, that you're in a place where the right solution arises. And I'd like to have you back on, though, at some point. Absolutely. We'll, have, we'll continue the conversation, yes, provide more solutions, give updates on what's going on to our listeners. But, Jamie, thank you so much for taking some thank time you. and joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And as always, hey, listen, you want to learn more about that, go to ProIV.net or Drip America. That's drip like drip drop. DripAmerica.org. But all that be said, let's have another conversation and see if we uh, can continue the process of ridding this country of, of this epidemic that it has. It's going to be an educational process. appreciate you having us on to kind of help us tell the story as we move forward. Well, again, what a great interview uh, with Jamie. So glad he, he could join us and share some thoughts. And hey, as always, the goal in the show is to help you live with purpose so you can live on purpose. And I want to challenge you this week to go out and literally do something for someone that could do nothing in return for you. And as a community, we will all get better at adding value and growing to really love one another as a nation and as a world. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in. 